EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is now much more enjoyable. I'm Blake Briggs, comma, MD, and I'm joined today by the wonderful, enlightening, energetic, on nights, Iltafat Hussein, comma, MD. Man, on nights, I had to work a day. Oh, you I was helping did? out a colleague. Yeah, oh, man. It kind of threw me off. I didn't know. Whoops. That's why my um, morale is not as high as it usually is we're, during we're gonna, these spots. We're going to build you up today because we've got an exciting topic for you. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. So for each 10-minute episode, you can gain high-yield board knowledge, as we like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content. Or if you're on Twitter, hashtag come for stems, hashtag stay for content. Please sign up on our website for free updates and episodes, as well as printed handouts on topics by going to our website at emboardbombs.com. That is, again, emboardbombs, one word, dot com. Signing up right now as you're listening to us. If you can, if you're driving, don't listen. Just keep two hands on the wheel and enjoy this podcast. So, Dr. Hussein, are you ready for today's topic? Let's do it. All righty. So the question stemmed today, we have an 18-year-old African-American male with a history of sickle cell disease. He presents to the ED with severe sudden-onset chest pain. He's a student at the Juilliard School and was playing the clarinet, but unfortunately the opera house they were performing in had an air conditioning break. He was sweating a lot, didn't drink much water, and by the end of the show he was exhausted, uh, began having chest pain that was severe and shortness of breath. He presented to the ED where he was tachycardic to 110, he was tachypnic, he was hypertensive to 145 over 90, and he had a temperature to 104, and his saturation is 75%. Which of the following is correct? Choice A, aggressive fluid hydration is indicated in these scenarios due to a risk of systemic infection. Choice B, Acute chest syndrome is the second most common cause of death in sickle cell patients behind splenic rupture. Choice C. Atypical bacteria are the most common bacterial infection in acute chest syndrome. Choice D. In severe acute chest syndrome, exchange transfusions are always performed after simple blood transfusions. Choice E. Acute chest syndrome is defined as chest pain in a patient with sickle cell disease. Dr. Hussein, what is the correct answer? A lot of complex answers. We'll try to hone in on them. Yeah, and as usual, you know, the way we write these stems is so that it'll answer two or three other questions that you might be presented with on the boards. The correct answer here is C. Atypical bacteria are the most common bacterial infection in acute chest syndrome. So you don't necessarily want to be doing bank so on everyone right if you're just super sick so uh, we'll get into that we'll get into what, that. Uh, what about the what? vosin the vosin the vosin um so uh let's get into this topic again we're gonna tell you what you need to know we're gonna be pretty quick on this one so essentially like what we're talking about in this question is and what it's describing is acute chest syndrome so what is acute chest syndrome um, so acute chest syndrome. Chest syndrome, that's acute. I think that's that is partially accurate. Um, you know, we'll get into uh, how it's the leading cause of death and we'll get into those answer choices. But I think it's important to identify how, how you know it's acute chest syndrome, right? So it's 
And again, even this is, it gets kind of weird. The main thing the boards are going to want you to know is it's a new radio density on the chest x-ray plus fever and or respiratory symptoms. Uh, it, what does that mean? It's like everything. You know, I feel like that's a, a you know, a fourth, yeah, fourth of the patients that come in, right? Oh, um, but for some reason, uniformly, when we were researching this, it, everyone just said new radio density or an infiltrate <laughs> is what they'll call it, right? It, it's kind of a catch-all term. Causes can be infection, asthma, vasoocclusion. You, you know, here you're thinking about pulmonary embolism, bone marrow, fat emboli. But for boards, just remember, the new radio density slash new infiltrate, you know, they might show you chest x-ray of it, they'll make it obvious, and then the patient's going to be having a fever, and they're going to be having significant respiratory symptoms, um, which we talked about, you know, in the STEM here. Does that make sense to you, Blake? Yeah, and obviously, you know, the big thing is they'll have a history of cyclical disease. So, I mean, like, they're going to phrase yeah, the question yeah, as, like, exactly. going to have to somehow prompt you that this is acute chest, right, in some way. Um, so it's not going to be too many questions on diagnosing acute chest. You just have to recognize is that they're going to prompt you that they come in short of breath like this guy with a possible new radio density and a fever, and bam. that's And then they want you to basically answer the rest of the questions like that we did here. What are the therapies? When do you do transfusions? Blah, blah, blah. All the epi questions, epidemiology, right? Uh, you know, and again, uh, for these patients, like the workup that you're doing, you know, EKG, CBC with diff, you're getting, you know, retakes, BMP, you're doing a chest x-ray, um, blood and sputum cultures, you know, consider doing a CTA on them as well. Choice A was aggressive fluid hydration is indicated in these scenarios due to risk of systemic infection. So that is incorrect. You want fluids to prevent hypovolemia, but essentially you want to be euvolemic. The reason is they're prone to developing pulmonary edema. So this is not a patient where you are reflexively flooding them with 30 cc's per kg. Choice B was acute chest syndrome is the second most common cause of death in sickle cell disease patients behind splenic rupture. It is actually the leading cause. So acute chest syndrome is the leading cause oh, no joke. of death Right, right, in sickle cell disease. That's important to know because, again, they love these epi-type questions. Some studies out there that show uh, that around 50% of patients with sickle cell disease will have an episode of ACS at some point. And 78% of those episodes are associated with a vasoclusive uh, pain episode. Choice D was in severe acute chest syndrome, exchange transfusions are always performed after simple blood transfusions. All right, this is where it gets kind of weird, right? Because <laughs> super weird. <laughs> it gets super weird because all right, so when do you do an exchange transfusion? When do you do a simple blood transfusion? You would think that there would be hard rules for this. The boards aren't going to make you get into mild versus moderate um, acute chest syndrome. It's kind of nebulous when you actually read about this and you don't get in you got caught up in the weeds here. The main thing that you need to know is if you have severe acute chest syndrome, which in this case, it'd be fair to say, yes, this patient has it. They're febrile, SATs are low, they're in severe respiratory distress. You shouldn't have to give that blood transfusion. You can go ahead and give that, start that exchange transfusion. Remember that exchange transfusion, you're removing the sickle cells, replacing them with normal cells. It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, so if you're on oral boards and this question was presented to you, you want to be getting your hemonc team involved right away because it takes time to set up an exchange transfusion. Not easy to do. So what, what are the benefits yeah. of doing this exchange 
transfusion, Dr. Hussein? Yeah, so basically you're removing those sickle cells, right? Replacing them with normal cells. So you're reducing all that excessive iron mm -hmm. that you would be having with just giving a simple uh, transfusion. And then by doing that, you're decreasing uh, the risk of hyperviscosity because, again, you're going to be getting the hemoglobin high, right? And once you get greater than 11, you have issues with hyperviscosity potentially. But again, exchange transfusions, they're, they're harder to do. Uh, they're more expensive. They uh, take time to do. You know, it, it shouldn't be driven just on their hemoglobin, whether or not we need to do an exchange transfusion. In severe acute chest syndrome, which they're going to make obvious to you, they're not going to tell you like a mild or moderate. They're not going to get into the weeds of that. They're really just going to show you severe acute chest syndrome. Hey, you need to give exchange transfusion. So let's talk about answer choice C. Um, which was the correct one, right? You know, that choice was atypical bacteria, the most common bacterial infection in acute chest syndrome. So key, keyboard pro here, um, you know, this patient presented was an 18-year-old, right? If this patient was less than 10, the most common cause would have been viral. And, you know, many of us deal with pediatric uh, children a lot uh, in, who present with sickle cell. Um, so again, it, it, the correct answer, if the patient was less than 10, uh, would have been a viral ideology of this. Now, when you're talking about the most common organisms, uh, it's atypical bacteria, mycoplasma, chlamydia. Also consider strep pneumo, H influenza, you know, we talked about, you know, viral, you know, RSV. But again, for the boards, the most common organism associated with acute chest syndrome is atypical bacteria. You know, when you're, you know, thinking about giving antibiotics, uh, you should really be thinking about going with a third generation cephalosporin plus a macrolide. Uh, that would be key. So not necessarily, you know, broadening them out and doing vancosin reflexively, you know, be a little more judicious. They're going to want to know that, you know, uh, that the most common cause atypical bugs can't emphasize how important yeah. this is i mean this is just such mm -hmm. a trap that boards want to set people in because if you have a right. kid comes in and they look this sick and we know sickle cell disease you know i think i think most ed providers know that acute chest in sickle cell people is not is not fun it's it's going to be dangerous and they need to be admitted to the hospital obviously and so when you see that you think oh my gosh i got to bring out the big guns i got to bring out the bring out the vosin the Vankinzos. <laughs> but in reality, you know, you need to hit them as, you know, you said, Dr. Hussein, a third gen cephalosporin plus a macrolide, which would be augmentin plus clarithromycin or, you know, the classic rocephin plus clarithromycin. Um, and, you know, in, in, if they have a history of MRSA, then you would think about Vank, but that's not what the boards are going for here. They're going for the cookie gutter classic acute chest syndrome. And in that case, it's going to be what we just said. We can't emphasize that enough. Third gen cephalosporin plus a macrolide or a macrolide. I don't yeah. know how they say it in Canada. Yeah, I'm not going to even try there. <laughs> I was really macrolide. thinking for a second. No, no. See, I knew it was going to come out like that, Blake. I just knew it. <laughs> I knew it. So key pearls here. Uh, normal pulmonology exam is actually the most common association with acute chest syndrome, which I feel like that's a trend on boards. They're always going to say like, hey, what's the most common finding with uh, PE? Gotcha. It's normal sinus. You know, they always... <laughs> <laughs> I know. So anyway, let's yeah. recap really fast. You mind if I run through everything? So leading cause of death for all sickle cell patients in the world is acute chest syndrome. 
acute chest syndrome again defined as a new radio density of the chest x-ray with fever and or respiratory symptoms catch-all term could be anything like a pe could be bone marrow or fat emboli could be infection asthma exacerbation or vaso occlusion from sickling from sickling boards are going to describe again new infiltrate and a chest x-ray finding of this or they're going to describe it to you atypical bacteria and that was the correct answer here mycoplasma chlamydia but you also have strep pneumo h flu the common pneumonia bugs rsv for children less than 10 your workup of course should include ekg cbc with diff all the typical sickle cell disease stuff you should get, along with a CT if you're considering PE or further analyzing those radio densities. Therapy includes, of course, generous pain control with opioids and potentially Toradol as well. You're going to get fluids to prevent hypovolemia, but you do not want to overflow them due to the risk of palmedema. Supplemental OTO as needed and, and mechanical vent as needed too. Blood transfusions. Here's the weird part. Mild, moderate to severe ratings of when to do exchange transfusions. Don't worry about that. Just know that on the test, you have to be aware, especially oral boards, that exchange transfusions are expensive. They are hard to get done, but they are needed in a lot of cases, especially when you're trying to remove sickled cells, transfuse larger amounts of blood, but keep the patient euvolemic and reducing excessive iron. Just keep in mind the very severe patients, and they're going to paint that picture to you that they look sick. So like ICU They're going to make it obvious. They, yeah, ICU admission people, PICU admissions if they're children. So in that case, you're going to think about exchange transfusions. You should always think about it, but it's not a wrong answer if they're a mild acute chest to give a simple transfusion. And then empiric antibiotics, remember, third-gen cephalosporins plus a macrolide. There you have it. <laughs> Another bomb has been delivered. Remember to sign up on our website at EM Board Bombs for future episodes, new content, and updates. Again, that's emboardbombs.com. Dr. Hey, can't, can't they get us a mug? I heard that if... You retweet us, right, with our new Twitter handle. We will be giving out EM Board Bomb mugs to, you know, a few lucky winners. A few lucky winners. I'm just learning this now, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it, man. Let's give away one of our mugs. Yeah, you know, check, I was, out, I was check asked, out our Twitter feed, at EM Board Bombs. I've been sipping that mug on my attending desk, just, you know, you pushing out, you know, rupping, rupping that pod, you know. com. <laughs> so remember, that if you sign up, do you know how much money it is to sign up? I think it's, uh, you get paid, actually, to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> you get paid with knowledge. So it's totally free to sign up. There's no cost to you. You should sign up right There's now, com. The benefit is knowing when new episodes are up, bonus content, and you get, potentially, you're in the running for getting a brand new em board bombs mug. mug which you yes. can check out at at em board bombs on our twitter handle check us out drop us an apple review as well these reviews really help us we would greatly appreciate it if there's a particular topic you want you can let us know by signing up and shooting us an email or in the apple review i think that's about it here i think dr hussein needs to go get some sleep for his next night shift <laughs> mic drop <laughs> see you later